Disco. Oh, babes. It's a mosh. It is. It's totes a mosh. And why is it totes a mosh, Robs? Because this is the final episode of your Right Babes. It's the final countdown. I feel like it's coming for a while. Yeah. But we have, um, yeah, we've decided that uh, it's it for your Right Babes. I think we have, um, not to go straight into the serious stuff, but. He's told the story we want to tell. Yeah, and it's time to say goodbye. First things first, though. We've just spent about five minutes just playing around on these new mics because they are so sensitive. This is what happens when you're not consistent and have regularity in your recording. <laughs> or they, professional. Or professionalism. <laughs> they change the kit. And also, have you seen the um, vending machine? I know. So different. God knows. What happened? I felt like it was really bougie and like opulence. We had kombucha, CBD. Yeah, no kombucha for our final episode. What's that about? I will be writing a strongly worded complaint. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but <laughs> James and I spoke... Towards the end of last year, um, and decided that, yeah, this is going to be the final episode of You're Right, Babes, which is, is, is like bittersweet. Hmm. Yeah. It's a it's both a pleasure and a pain to create this podcast. Yes. I love your honesty. I mean, please <laughs> just like shade our own podcast. Please do. Well, I mean that in the sense that like I am producer Robs. I've yeah. been producing this since series one. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's hard holding down like a full-time job and producing a podcast and doing the episodes. As All you right, can see, dear, dear tree. As you can see from how we've released the episodes in this series, it's not always been consistent. And it also doesn't pay the bills. No. Like, we are professional people. We have bills to pay. And uh, we, this was a passion project. And we had a purpose and a reason. And we wanted to create a platform to explore Explore, mm. and we've been on. We've had our Dora the Explorer moment. Mm. It's time to grow up now. We need to. 20, 21 episodes we've had over the course of this podcast. It's been twenty one. Twenty one episode, three thousand listeners. Which you know, for our little podcast, ain't bad. Do you know what? Considering we started this when I was on my way to Greg's in the lockdown, <laughs> as you said the other day, to get a hot dog. Actually, it was a sausage roll, Rob. Oh. And I was like, I've had this idea. I was like, who can I call? Like, Let me call my best Judy. I'm like, she'll know what to do. And I called Rob, and Rob was like, Yeah, cute. Let's do it. Yeah, here we are, 21 episodes later. 21 episodes, three series later. And I don't, I think when we first probably started this, A, I didn't have a mic. So thanks for giving me a mic in series oh, two. You were a ghost, wasn't Remember? you? I just used Remember? to silently sit here in the corner, <laughs> like shading me with your eyes when I would yeah. waffle on like, and go fuck on, James. Not, yeah. not have my microphone turned up, but I'd be giving you. You can't dim creative people. Oh. Well, I'm sure all the listeners agreed that from series two, the podcast got better. Yeah. <laughs> it was definitely more funneled. Like we, we funneled it into effective conversations other than me just going off on a tangent with the guests. Yeah, but it did start as a channel to talk to queer creatives Dude. during the height of the pandemic when all of the clubs were shut. And you remember when we used to start new series and be like, the club's still haven't opened. <laughs> Milk it for all it's worth. How many times do we stop and start? We're like, and we're still not open. Yeah, and we're in pandemic number yeah. five. Because we had like like four lockdowns. And then there was one point where they were going to open the clubs. And then he delayed it by about four weeks. It was Boris, wasn't it? Yeah. And do you know what? That was the weekend. Do you remember we was getting hyped up because I was playing at Feel It? Yeah. And then they looked, set it back. And I was like, no, oh my God, I'm not going to get my Feel It gig. And then it came back anyway. Yeah. <laughs> being really cute and nice. Um, but I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. It was um, a heavy period, but... Heavy period? 
I mean, yeah, that's a name. heavy period. Oh, oh my god, no. Rob! I feel like we're back in don't school. Be, don't be pointing stuff out like that. But it was, <laughs> <laughs> it was a heavy, heavy period of our lives. But yes, the the podcast really was, um, as James said, a bit of a, a passion project between two people who wanted to help share stories of queer creatives. And I'm really happy that the podcast seemed to have resonated with people. Yeah. Um, because when I first when we first did it, I was like, you know, what if we get like, you know, a few hundred listeners over the course of the podcast? I'd be happy with that. It's just a good thing to do, you know. Go po- podcast on CV. <laughs> what part of London are you from right now? <laughs> good thing to do, but you know, I mean, also you become really sexy and quite provocative in your like presence right now in front of this microphone. Where does this come from? Let's I don't know the origin of this moment. <laughs> I don't know. Remember when we used to film? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We rented a camera. <laughs> we rented a camera and everything. So, okay, so like no tea, no shade, all that kind of vibe. Let me just let me tell some truth. So, Rob would go on these rampages, and he'd be like, "Right, I've got all these ideas," and he'd be like this hyper producer, and I'd be like, "Love it, love it, subscribe." <laughs> <laughs> all of it and then he had this idea of getting a camera and filming I guess and we did it with Tyrese and they were just they were great they were living for the camera we're like this is brilliant and then it, we never did it again no I never did it again because you see podcasts now on social media where they're not really podcasts they're actually like TV shows that they then upload the audio to a podcast platform do you think we could they do... film first for studio like we ain't got the money for that <laughs> Well, no, we um, kombucha sponsorship didn't really cover much. <laughs> do, do you think we, we could we could have our own TV show like the Katia and Trixie? Uh, that one. Do you think? No. no. <laughs> okay. Cool. Well, probably why this is coming to an end then, really, isn't it? And we haven't been offered a TV gig. No. But um, yeah, I really feel um, super proud of this podcast and Aww. the types of conversations that we've managed to have and it has been fun recording it i hope you've had fun listening to it at times do you know what i've loved that we've gone into the thicker things we haven't been afraid to go deep yeah asmr go <laughs> we haven't been afraid to touch on subjects that might be quite challenging you know and then on the uh, deeper side of our of uh, of the quizzing really or just life in general yeah, I think that's got to be one of the things that I've been most proud of that has changed over the course of our three series. So mm. a little story when we started series one um, and we started to approach guests. And let's be fair, a lot of the time that we were approaching guests, they were actually like people from your little black book. They were like friends of yours who you knew. Who <laughs> my, my acquaintances, I was oh, like, oh, yeah. sorry. That's what that phrase means. You mean the red book? You probably had slept with a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to edit that out so my partner doesn't hear that. <laughs> but there were a lot of people that you'd spoke to or worked with, um, etc. And I remember when we approached one um, dream guest for the podcast, um, they came back to us and dropped what was at the time quite hard for us to hear i think that yeah. was um <clears throat> they looked at the episodes that have come out so far which was two yeah well uh, yeah two or three like look, i keep receipts like yeah. i don't mean it it just <laughs> happens i keep receipts but it was two but uh and you know the, the 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 critiques that we got was that our podcast um wasn't diverse and that we are two white cis men fronting a podcast. Um, well, I think the actual words were, nobody wants to listen to two <laughs> white cis men talking to other white people. And now George Rock was like, oh my God. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And it was feedback. Yeah, it was. And, you know, we had always discussed wanting the podcast to be 
as diverse. Oh my God, that was horrible. These microphones are a little bit too sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> Can't edit that one out. By the way, do zero edit to this podcast. We're going to turn up like that sniffing moment. Unfiltered. Um, I think we'd always wanted the podcast to feel as diverse as the queer community that we love in London. Absolutely. Um, but maybe at that point, hadn't really thought about like our roster of guests to the right point of of, of lineup. So yeah, when we finished series one, we both sat down and right okay we started to have this conversation now about like what queer minds are doing in london what that what channels they are pushing their creativity into how do we want to expand this conversation mm. and one of the the things that really struck with me was when this person told us that um we should be focusing more of our conversation on the sadly still ongoing uh issues around the trans <coughs> community and the rights that are being eroded or not being given as quick as we as we want to see them mm. and i thought that was a really uh they probably didn't intend it as such but it was a really great call to action for us both to think about how we could expand the conversation mm. to not only focus on some of the more um creative topics or let's be honest we're both two like idiots who talk on the <laughs> microphone for a lot of time so it's a bit stupid it's a bit silly but but also th- focus on some of the more core issues that are facing the queer community yeah absolutely i think it was we shined a light on all the positive elements of what queer culture is about or has to offer and maybe what we didn't do in the first two episodes was really shine a light (laughs) you're gonna really hold on to that first two episodes (laughs) yeah (laughs) listen key receipts is important because you've got (laughs) nobody gonna need to take that stuff back to zara you know so um yeah but maybe because it was always about mental health but absolutely right this person definitely you know, brought it to our attention, and thank God they did. Yeah, because it broadened our broadened. Okay, cool. Broadened our thinking, and it allowed us the space to really challenge ourselves around our guests and our conversations topics. And I don't know yeah. about you, Robs, but producer Robs, Mister Robs, but I've learned an awful lot from it, and I'm so glad yeah. that I have. Yeah, and like looking at series two, the first first two guests that we had on the show was the wonderful Tyrese, who I'm just still obsessed with. To this day. It's just the looks. And the it's energy. been amazing to see them grow. Like their journey has been incredible on TikTok and social media. And looking back, we were really fucking lucky to get Tyrese on this show. And they were just the perfect guest. Yeah. And then we had um another person that I think the absolute world of and again was an amazing guest and shared both of them shared their stories to such a, a level I think really honoured me that they were doing it on this podcast but w- was Charlie Craggs we had Charlie Craggs um, love Charlie remember we just I had call a Charlie Craggs didn't I <laughs> <laughs> yeah you did <laughs> oh god I'm dyslexic though and because because a lot of your right babes was obviously founded on Greg's Craggs and Greg's is not too dissimilar in, in my creatively no. dyslexic challenge mind I, I don't think she minded that much because she's she loves the Greg's she's northern anyway right so I think yeah. she was a bit like I've, I feel honoured yeah, she was actually. <laughs> Thank God for that. Because it was a really awkward start to our second interview on the series two. But yeah, we we really expanded the um, the guests that we brought onto this show, and I don't know. I, I hope for you guys listening at home and who's kind of stuck with this podcast since the beginning, and yeah, the podcast has has, has grown over series three, which is amazing. But mm. um, I hope it also brought these stories to you, and that was also an um, growth. Mm. moment for you as it was for us because i think we both grew a lot and found it really educational i feel like we've all grown up together 
Like, you know that part in Greece when they're it's like... fucking friends. We're going together. Like, <laughs> well, they're all saying goodbye at the fun fair and they're all doing cartwheels and all sorts. Like, I feel like this is that moment. It's just me and you, though. Yes. Like, there's no one else here. Yeah, how many listeners are going to get for this one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we're up to 500,000 unique listeners uh, per episode. So, it's got to be quite a lot. But, you know, definitely, I feel like it has... Uh, we have definitely evolved with it and learned so much. And we are much different people mm. through two things. I think through the time, the experience of this, and also the stories that our guests have been so bold and so gracious to share with us. I think it's really helped us to become certified adults, Rob. What do you think? Oh, God. I mean, I feel like for you, maybe. <laughs> Why? Because I'm a sober soon now. You could, you've gone on a very, like, you've gone on a... Very like strong journey in terms of love your choice of where words you, here. <laughs> you've got a very strong journey where you started this podcast. You're in a very, very different. I was a uh, hopeless. Well, I was annoyed to, to buy Greg's. I mean, yeah. I was not all right, <laughs> but like, let's talk about that for a second because <laughs> you know, you have started this podcast in a very different place to where you are now. Yeah, massively. Well, I wasn't sober. I mean, that was one of the things. And quite opposite. Quite yeah. Quite all right. All right, babe. <laughs> quite yeah. No, literally. I mean, look, Rob's is my wing, wing, wing humor and wing man, and uh, we had so much fun, you know, in arches in South London and all sorts. But um, but I was I wasn't sober, and I especially in the pandemic, I drank a lot, and because I was a DJ, a regular DJ on the queer scene. You know, that comes part and parcel with, you see the club promoter, the club owner, they're like, hey, let's have a shot. It's just how you say hello. Like in the business world, you shake hands <laughs> with a promoter or a drag queen or a king or whatever. you like, oh, hey, Jagerbomb, Jagerbomb. Yeah. So my life became just a consistency of Jagerbombs. Um, and it really wasn't inducive to life. It was actually quite challenging and it made everything quite muddy, to be mm. honest, because this industry two things this industry is a challenging one to navigate generally um has so many beautiful positives as well but it is quite a challenging one and at the same time i think being creative and having a lot of traumas in my life um is another vehicle and reason as to why i probably drunk and also did noughties sometimes noughties yeah we refer to them as noughties <laughs> <laughs> Not that we're PG podcasts. Nah, it's explicit on Spotify. It, yeah. so right. Oh, is it? Oh, I did drugs. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's going to be the soundbite that goes on yeah, Instagram. Yeah, I did drugs. This. Um, and actually, do you know what? It was during the podcast that it was kind of brought to my attention that maybe these drugs or these, uh, these these vices, these things are not helping me in my life. And they're actually making things even more challenging and complicated. And I was very unfortunate, but very fortunate as well to have a situation where I lost control at a gig and a gig that was spoken about on the podcast. And I absolutely loved to bits. It was the most passionate gig I had. I absolutely loved the promoters and the people that were behind it. Mm. And uh, for whatever reason, whatever happened, I have like very little memory and glitchy memory about it, but I lost control and I only have encampments, encampments? Stories, receipts that others kept of what happened that evening. And it broke it broke me into pieces. It really did. And I had never lost control and anything. I'm a bit of a control freak. So the biggest thing that stood out was the fact that it wasn't about the music anymore. The the narrative mm. shifted to something darker and deeper. And I was like, hell no, this is not my story. Yeah. This is not my life. And actually, you know what? Maybe all of the inspirational stories, stories, stories and um, things that our guests have shared, 
have really helped me to realize that actually there's such a brighter, most beautiful place of life. And it ain't there behind yeah. the decks getting Jaeger bombs. It's actually, you know, being your best self and, and feeling everything that you're capable of doing. And yeah. So and we've, we've, we've had, we've had, you know, industry DJs, uh, Terry Vatiers, Don Mollison, oh. Marcus Dupé. Like we've had so many. Ryan Lange. Ryan Lange. Yeah. Love we've Ryan. Had so many of your, uh, I've got to call them colleagues. Peers. I love your little sexy shoulder with it. It's not peers. So many of your peers, and I think that has been quite um, inspiring about how um, they're all been thinking about the industry, I think, in a different way and just f- focused on the music. Mm. And I think, you know, without putting words into your mouth, maybe that was a bit of a, a moment for you as well on this podcast where you kind of looked around at your peers and was like, have I lost a bit in my way, not focused yeah. on the music. You know what? hundred percent. Like I'm in recovery, actually a 12 step program. Um, AA, NA. Um, I'm very proud to say that I am because it's allowed me to understand who James is. God, without substances or other people influencing me, I know who I am and I'm focused now. But my real point to that is it definitely didn't, it wasn't about the music anymore. And it started off about the music and I just loved the music. And then it became about the culture and the subculture and the darker end of it all. And that then overshadowed what I was actually there to do. I'm there to create music and experiences. I'm not there to drink myself into oblivion. Like that is not my job. I didn't sign up to do that. Do that in your own time. Well, I did many times. Yeah, yeah, many times. Actually, I never really drank myself into oblivion. Also, you're a DJ. You used to work like Friday, Saturdays anyway, and everyone else was partying. But Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. There was, but that was my issue. I never gave myself time off. And I think one of the biggest things I learned from the guests on reflection is self-care and looking after yourself. And especially in a queer creative industry or DJ music industry, whatever, you've got to make sure you carve out time for you because you will burn, baby, burn. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we've learned so much from guests who are all involved in nightlife. Like, it's been pretty consistent, even though our focuses have changed a little bit from creativity. We've always had a focus on mental health. Um, You know, we've not just had conversations from people in the queer community. We've had allies who've joined the show as well to talk about um, their place and supporting the queer community. But they've all been involved in nightlife, you know. from Karen Harding, who we've both loved and obsessed with the music. And also, her new song, Sweat Banger. Which one, though? Because I feel like she just released like yeah. three in a row. She's like, and another one, another one. She came on a podcast <laughs> and was like, yeah, I've got some cool stuff coming up. Didn't tell us, like, literally, like, song, 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 song. And she's yeah. just, um, ah, uh, then she's just announced one with someone whose name I can't remember. Is that sort of Well, she's just the one with Majestic. Is that the one that you're talking about? Yeah, I'm talking about that one. Yeah. Oh, she just announced that she's done something, a collab with someone. With, like, someone huge. Yeah, it's massive. Ah. Fuck, go on it's your like phone. It's like Sunny Vadera. Oh, pad, 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 while you go on your phone. Pad, pad, pad. <laughs> Can you just do, what's that called? The little, like... <laughs> <laughs> but, as I was saying, we've had so many people How'd from... How Karen? Oh, my God. Hey, hey, Listeners, where... If you need to know how to... Tom Zanetti, you love that one. No, she hasn't released it yet. I was about to go on Instagram. Oh, oh is that? Oh, go on the IG. Anyway, I, what I was saying is we've had such an insight into the nightlife industry and as someone who does not work in nightlife, very much works in daylife, um, it's been quite enlightening to like hear the stories of, of what happens and how you actually manage to keep your shit together working nighttime. Because God knows I could not do it, honey. You know what, actually? 
funny you should say that, and I think I'm quite hard on myself generally, always have been, but I kept my shit together in the Viper's Nest for years. It's like the Viper's Nest, that new club in London. <laughs> I call it, it should be called. Please welcome I, to the stage, <laughs> Viper's Nest. Nest. I played four to six gigs a week for two and a half years consistently. Like, you, I would always deliver on brief. If I, I mean, yeah. I pride myself on my own work. And so there's not necessarily ego there. It's just an understanding of my ability and what I do. And one day, the shit hits the fan and everything falls apart. And it, like, you kind of, I beat myself up for such a long time. And whether it was me to blame or something else, it's like, that's a very challenging thing to do for any artist to do, mm. to be in and around that environment so regularly and partake in whatever it might be, whether that is vaping, uh, yoga bombing, speaking of drugs, like whatever, like whatever your vices are. I think if you are doing those vices in that, in that industry, you're playing with fire. So, James. Um, yes, Rob. What has been some, well, what's been one of your favourite moments on the podcast? Oh... I think getting Karen Hardin's latest single's name wrong, I think that was quite legendary because I was so <laughs> confident it was called White Horses. Oh, you're like Wild Horses, like that. Um, oh, yeah. Wild Horses. Susan, <laughs> Susan Boyle's <laughs> got talent. I mean, I was so confident, like... And this this I mean this ties back to my notes. We do all these amazing notes. I mean, what we got our cue you cards. You wouldn't think it sometimes. No, but I don't I have this really weird relationship with cue cards and notes that I'll look at them quickly before and then I'll shut my laptop or I'll like put it on like less dim so I can't see it and I won't refer back to them. I'm like, no, I've got this. I'm an adult. I must remember. <laughs> and there's I mean if we did a combination combination <laughs> compilation of all the mistakes I've made <laughs> and then plus all the times that you've had to edit out, there'd be quite a lot of content there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There would. There is a lot of times also where um, there's, there's been times where I've had to edit out just like fits of laughter. <laughs> <laughs> where you just go off on one with a guest. Like speaking of, with Karen Harding, actually, where you asked her if she knew she knew your mate, <laughs> <laughs> Michael Mather, because he was also uh, from Newcastle. Yeah, no, but it was a specific, wasn't it Shields? No, that's Joe McKeldry. Wasn't it? Was that South Shields? Cold. Oh, it was a very particular part of Newcastle. And I was like, I know one person from that part of Newcastle. I was like, oh, you must know each other. In my head, I'm like, oh, it must be a small town. Like, you must know everybody. I don't know. No. No. And it goes from like fits of laughter to tears. Tears. Yeah. When Brandy came on the show. Or heartbreak. And just the honesty that she gave us. Um, it's my first time eating Brandy. You've met Brandy loads of times because yeah, she's my babe. One of the the best drag queens and hosts, I think, in the London nightclub scene. Yeah, she's phenomenal. Did you know me and Brandy got a track? Have ya? Yeah, it's been finished for about a year and a half. Where is it then, babe? Um, it's in the it's in the it's in the it's in the queue. Like yeah. I, yeah, it's like number five, and we're only on number one. We've got a way to oh, go. She's on lead single. Yeah, she's got a, she's got a single out. She'll have a name on it soon. Waiting for that follow up single. Yeah, it's going to be great. But I think Brandy came in and was just so honest about her upbringing. You know, she's moved from the states, um, grew up uh, trans, and, and and talking so honestly about her transition. Like I think that was one of the only times where I've actually cried on the podcast. It's not my only time. No, I've had most things. You're a bit more emotional than me, aren't you? Sensitive. <laughs> the sensitive one. I'm, I'm like, no, next question. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, let me cry for a minute. Shh. 
No, it was it was it was a beautiful story of both like positivity and heartbreak. Like, go back if you haven't listened. Oh, you know what? Listen again. Let's like listen again. Oh my again. god, do you think people do that? I I'm going to come back to the podcast. I listened several times. Like in the beginning, <laughs> I constantly just listened to us on repeat because I thought we were quite funny. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, what's your um, <laughs> what's your favourite moment, producer Robs? My favourite moment. I um I absolutely love because I always wanted this to happen with the podcast. Was when we got Scarlett on the show because we oh, we got a rude girl on the show and I was able to talk about. Oh my god! You said a rude girl. <laughs> I had rude no. girl. I can describe Scarlett as a lot of things, but not a rude. Yeah, <laughs> definitely not a rude girl. girl. It was very sweet, innocent, beautiful girl. But the most the the most tragic thing about the whole getting Scarlett on the show <laughs> we lost the first episode recording um, we well we didn't lose it no we, we didn't re- do anything we recorded it perfectly but our wonderful home and studio lost it yeah I mean it wasn't the best of moments <laughs> um, and we could hear was Rob we were so happy like, we got we it got was a great episode Scarlett on the show and we Scarlett was one of the 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 queens from drag race that we wanted to get on the show we did approach one or two of us but they never came back to us yeah they ignored us kitty's got claws <laughs> she was having her hair done next to me you know in kitchen angel was it kitty? yeah it was kitty was one of them i mean there was a few I mean, we approached tace oh yeah and you knew you me and tace used you to work bimini together bimini back in the day oh. as well and she completely liked you well actually funny story with bimini <laughs> we approached her for series <laughs> one <laughs> yeah she said yes and she said yes and we were like Great, we're going to get Bimini on the show. This was before she was on Drag Race. This was before and she then, was Bimini Bamboo Lash. She was Bimini. We, uh, we didn't hear from her f- for a while. And we're like, oh no, what's happening? And she was like, oh, babes, um, I've just been moving house. <laughs> oh, my, that was the worst impression of Bimini's London accent. All right, babes, I've just been moving house. Actually, it was actually quite, yeah, it was quite good, actually. And we were like, right. Okay. okay, so but, do you want to come on the podcast? And, sh- and then blanked. Well, no, she did what she was all in for it, right? We was all like in for a pound, in for a penny. And so she was proper in for it. And then it must have been that she got the call for Drag Race. She wasn't moving out. She was on Drag Race. Yeah, I know. But she can't tell us that, can she? Exactly. Cut her a break. But funny story. So me and Bimini go far back before I think Bimini was Bimini. I used to teach Tommy in gym box yeah. in Holborn. And... Uh, we used to have a lovely time. Look at them now. I know, it's mad, isn't it? Yeah. It's such great like energy. I love it. I'm so proud of Tommy. So proud of you. Yeah. So yeah. Well, I wish you did come on our podcast. Yeah. But it's been a fun conversation. They, they are absolutely storming it in the world. Of, yeah. Of fashion. Interestingly, I, I've heard that they won't come back to Drag Race. I'm not surprised. Would you? This is like turning into like a Drag Race episode now. But um, yeah. Yeah, it has, isn't it? I mean, we should get we get all these plugs for these. Uh, Rue, I'm going to write to Rue. Like, and also, Rue be using as, all right, babes. You're right, babes. That's um, another funny thing. We called the podcast, You're Right, Babes. And yeah. then I think it was around when series one came out. Maybe that doesn't add up. Maybe it was series two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Rue burst through the door. You're right, babes. I remember we were to text each other on WhatsApp, didn't we? Like, yeah. Like, God steal it. And they must have been livid There's that no we coined issues. that, like, you're right, babes, already. Because that would have been a great podcast name for the London element of what they're doing. Um, and do you know where it came from, you're right, babes? I just said it to everybody. My mums, my nans, my aunties. We said it all to each other. You're right, babes. You're right, babes. Everything yeah. was you're right, babes. I wish we could go back to that first conversation and hear what some of the names were that we wanted to call it. Um, 
if we go back to our first episode with Terry Vatier, you can hear me going, and, um, um, and, um, and, um, um, and this is back the other week, and I was like, cringe, this is awful. How did you allow me to put this out, Rob? Because this is before you had a presence on the mic. I was like, um, man, yeah, I just want to guess to feel like a natural improvement when I came on the show. Oh, I mean, is that? Yeah, I mean, it did actually improve, though, so I, 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 I will give that to you. What were some of your other favourite moments? Um... I've got to say, when we're talking about going back and listening to episodes, I may very well do that with um, Rugine. Just because... God, of course. Their voice. Oh. Do you know what I loved? Put me to sleep in, like, the best way. Mm. (laughs) Let's just let that have a moment to, like, land. You hear that, Rue? I loved that Rue referred to themselves as a he, a they, and a she. Yeah. Because of the French... Roots. Yeah, that was a really interesting conversation. I thought it was mind-boggling. I was just like, mm. this is incredible. And you know who else came up on my social media the other day? And I was like, oh, they're a bit of a sort. And I was like, oh, yeah, we had them on the show. Nico. Nico Verrackman. Oh, my God, yes! <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> Your face. It's <laughs> like... I was like not your ex, the other this one. Is <laughs> this is what I mean about laughing bits. Um, yes, Nico was amazing. Like, talking all things musical theatre. West End. West End Wendy. One of our only West End performers, I think, on the show. I think it was one of the highest performing episodes. It was. <laughs> just, like, it went everywhere. Everyone listened to it. It was. Like, it was. <laughs> he just did the rounds for the paper round for us. I think it's because he's got like 100,000 followers on Instagram. Yeah, I'd love to know how that happened. Oh, I think he shared it. Oh, I know how that happened. No, I'm in the hundred thousand follower part. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not a sh- that's not a read, is it? Yes. That's a factual observation. Now, we <laughs> I wrote a song once about factual observations. Like, oh, I'm not telling. I'm not saying that you are this, Where, but it's a one? factual observation. So basically, is a like a double on? Is it double entendre? No, I don't mean that. Do I? Wow, I'm using big words. I don't know what they mean. <laughs> <laughs> so, Robs, <laughs> James, I think. It's probably coming to the end. <laughs> no, it's really not, because we haven't spoken about what's coming up. What's next? That's what I mean. I'm <laughs> 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 just looking at the time. I can see Rob just checking out. He's like, well, I'm done now. I'm clocking out. <laughs> no, but James, I wanted to uh, <laughs> ask you, because let's be honest, yeah. I am um, still in my day job. Yeah, but your the podcast, job pretty has been, podcast has been great, but it's not really going to change my life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you've got some exciting shit going on. So what's coming up next? Yeah, year? really exciting. Um, and well, I'm part of a collective that launched a club night, <laughs> pretty oh, major yeah, club that, night. That club night. That club night. That little club night. That little club night, which has gone pretty. No one goes to, and you really struggle to sell <laughs> tickets for. <laughs> really, it's quite challenging. Um, it's called Roast. Yeah, may have heard of it. Um, and if you're not, you can check us out on many social platforms. You know what? There's still so many people who don't know that you're part of Roast or behind Roast. I know. Isn't that great? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I really enjoy it because because I get to go around the club and whether I'm playing or whether I'm walking around doing the promoter thing, people just don't know. Some people just don't know who I am and what I do here. And I really like that. I wouldn't like... Like Jodie Haas, for example... Everybody knows who Jodie Harsh is because you can see Jodie's Harsh wig before Jodie, like, as they enter the room. Like, yeah. it's very obvious. And if not, it's like, oh my God, who's that person? Because the wig is just so iconic. Yeah. You know, one thought 
on um, London parties and specifically Jodie Harsh's one. Why has she never played her own party? She has. When? I warmed up for Jodie twice. I feel it. Not I feel it. A lucky you. She's played. No. She's popped on a few times occasionally, from what I can I see. I think she's. I think she's. She hangs around with. Um, she hangs around in the box. And what's his name? He always plays Joshua James. Joshua James. God, I love Joshua James. He is a fantastic, DJ. incredible, fantastic DJ. DJ. And I think maybe she's like joined on her back to back. But I've always thought that for her own shows. You know, like the New Year's one. Like why? Why is she never joined? Why does she need to? Fair point. She's signed to Warner. She's doing up and down bits and bobs all know, over the planet. I'd like, I'd like to hear Jodie Harsh at Feel It. I'll, do you know what? Maybe I'll, if she listens to the podcast and she magically listens to this one. Come on, Jodie. Yeah. But anyway, we spoke about what you're doing next and then got massively distracted. Oh, yeah. So Roast, um, so Roast is, uh, is, is, is just going for gold. It's uh, It's been an incredible project. It's been super educational, but it's also super fulfilling. I've loved every minute of it. Um, so that's great. It's down at Electroworks in Angel. Um, and we've just gone twice a month. Yeah. Yeah, because we had such a demand for tickets and people were being quite like quite angry. They well, were like, you sell out one Give show us in more like tickets. Under a minute or something like we that. We sold out in uh, 90 seconds. Bonkers. Who do you think you are? But not just once. You're not fucking Lady Gaga. Three times. Taylor Swift. We sold out three times. Beyonce. Well, I mean, I think it's easier to get Beyonce tickets, really, than <laughs> to our little club night down in Angel. It's, um, yeah, it's crazy. The response has been so positive and it's, um, people seem to be really enjoying it. And you know why? Like, we spent a long time working on the music and the music policy. And I'm really proud of that, like the way it all works together. And you've been, Rob. I have been. Yeah, I have been. I, you know what? I do think Roast is a wonderful reflection of who you are in a night. Oh, I love that. I'm gonna um, cry again <laughs> because it is, you know, it, it, let's 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 put something on the on the table here. It is a men only night. Yes, but other than that, <laughs> yeah. it's a wonderfully diverse um, part of uh, the gay uh, night nightlife scene. I did not enjoy uh, the other one that used to be around. It was under some arches. XXL. Oh yeah. Okay. I was. Just, I wasn't going to call them out. Oh, either. sorry. I didn't. Oh, enjoy that, that. Wait. We'll just do it again. That. Uh, oh, that one. Yeah, that one. Mm -hmm. I didn't enjoy that um, night for a number of reasons. Um, but I feel like you have brought a different spin to what XXL was in terms of being a men only night. Oh, <laughs> no, we just edit that out. You just said it. <laughs> I wasn't going to edit anything in this podcast. I'm still not. So it's out there now. Yeah. You are. Listen, you have power to your own opinion. Three letters, three consonants, XXL. <laughs> Thank you, Carol. Thank, you know what, Rob? Thank you for that. And I think it's, I mean, it's it's not just me. You know, Ro a Roast is a collective of people and um, we came together with the same common goal. And you mentioned there about it being men only. And it is men only, and it was uh, a party created by a marginal for marginalised group, which is men, gay men. And <laughs> <laughs> but, wait, 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 all right. <laughs> it's a, no, we feel like we've got to address that. Otherwise, that's going to be like a soundbite that goes viral. It is a night created for marginalised group men. <laughs> We would like to thank everyone who has been part yeah. of this podcast. Um, listen to it. We didn't think anyone was going to listen. We thought it'd just be us two putting it out. Even the fact that we got it on like 
Spotify and iTunes was an amazing moment for us. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. He was like, he got accepted. We'll send it people over a airdrop. Yeah, they send it somewhere. <laughs> Just on the tube. Like, so, you know, someone randomly tries to send you stuff on the tube on airdrop. Yeah, that was going to yeah. be us. Yeah. Um, but thank you, really, to everybody who's been part of this podcast and listened. Um, um, it's been an amazing thing that I am so happy to have done. Um, I've loved recording it with you, you idiot. Oh, I love you. Um, and it's been it's been amazing to do this with my best friend. And you know, if anyone wants to listen, and they're thinking, you know what, you two, you've been all right. You've been all right, babes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> we were born you've to been do. Been all right, babes. This is always in our cards. Oh. It was always meant to happen. I don't imagine you got TMI. Maybe oh. we'll be the replacements on table manners. <sighs> Mm, I'm really busy right now though babe like, I've got a really successful club night that's living its best life I've got well, singles coming out I've got a lot going on in my life I don't need more going on in my life that's why we're closing it down because we ain't got no time well I would happily sit alongside um, Jesse. So. oh wait no Jesse. oh I thought you were doing another drag reference love Jessie Ware I would absolutely like to be her friend you can, you can text me Jesse, or you can you know what I really loved <laughs> Jesse and Kylie's collaboration. I'm sorry, we just need to give it a Babes, moment. We were about to wrap up the podcast. We're not going into like. <laughs> it was so good. I really. <laughs> All right, no, seriously, it's time to say goodbye. It is time. No, not going to do that. <laughs> um, so, thank you, everybody, for listening to Your Right Babes. It's been wonderful. It's been excellent. It's been great. <laughs> and um, I guess we'll see you soon. I want a Burger King now. Okay, well, I'll tell you what, I'll take you down to book. Just around the corner. Thank you. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye.